And good morning, sports fans. It's the coach, Carl Demasi, live from Coach's Corner, right in front of the Soundgarden stage, like I do every Saturday morning. It's all local, all the time, all sports, all food, all fun, all music since 1991 here at Coach's Corner. I'm glad I could make it. Glad you could join me. If you're joining me, I really do appreciate it. And like I said, it's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Well, if you're new to this, what is the Coach's Corner Sports Network? There are five shows, five shows on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. And uh, once again, every Wednesday night, i got to stop saying once again, every Wednesday night from 6 to about 7 o'clock, whenever uh, the Atlanta man, Brandon Bain, uh, gets all his NASCAR information out there, it's rubbing and grubbing with him and the producer, Lawrence Bennett. Great show. Check it out on YouTube. Like their YouTube channel, the Rubbin' and Grubbin' NASCAR show with the Atlanta man, Brandon Bain. Uh, all things NASCAR. He does a great job, knows his stuff, plethora of knowledge about what's going on. And, uh, you know, it's always a lot of fun listening to Brandon Bain doing his show. Then, of course, George Truly every uh, Saturday morning, 9 to uh, about 1030. And it's always 99% of the time live unless I got a family uh, thing I got to do to on a Saturday. Then we pre-record it, but I'm here. It's the Call of Demasi Sports Report. Been doing this in this sound garden now for over two years. Got to thank John Henderson and, of course, Coach's Corner for letting me do this. And, of course, the First Lady, Adele Henderson. You got to love it. So that's every Saturday morning. And um, once a year, it's the 19th hole. Go check it out on YouTube. Type in the 19th hole with the Herb Brothers. Brett and Sean Herb do a good job breaking down the Masters, which passed last week. Uh, you know, uh, great show. Five straight days. I got to get my camera straight here. Five days, five straight days talking about the Masters. I don't know how those guys do it. And I got to come on last night, Sunday night, and I got to do, a, you know, a little uh, tasting of the food. Kim, Lawrence Bennett's wife, pimento cheese sandwiches, egg salad sandwiches. Why would not? The last night, you got to come on for the food. No, but uh, it was a lot of fun doing it with those guys. Really enjoyed it. So go to YouTube, the 19th hole. You'll love it. Then there's two podcasts, the Hot Grids podcast with Spencer Madison and Travis Jadon. Great job talking all things sports, local, nationally, and the Globe is still there. They're pro-Globe on Duran Avenue in Abercorn here in Savannah, Georgia. Check it out. There's no stores in front of it anymore. They're rebuilding that whole shopping center, so it's going to be pretty neat. But they didn't take the Globe away, Travis and Spencer. Then, of course, the last show, the fifth show, the fifth show is a podcast, the Who's on First Base baseball podcast with the coach, uh, Carl Demasi, yours truly, and Kyle Lawson, the baseball fanatic. Go to K Demasi Podbean. Go to TuneIn Radio. Plug in the call to Massey Sports Sport. You got the uh, podcast right there. Uh, I got to upload it today. I finally got it. Uh, the podcast, the audio, because for some reason we did it live and I can't find the broadcast. I don't know what happened. We had the MLB uh, network behind us on, of course, as you can see, Coach's Corner website. Go behind us. Let me get out of the way here. All right. Nine seventy-five inch screen TVs. And uh, we did it live. We had MLB playing behind us, the MLB channel playing behind us. Sometimes I get blocked. I don't know why, but I think that might have been why I got blocked. Because, you know, I wasn't doing it legally. I wasn't stealing their shtick, but I got blocked. So uh, go to the podcast, call Demasi or K Demasi at podbean.com or the call Demasi Sportsport at podbean.com. You can listen to the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast from uh, Wednesday night, episode three, or go to TuneIn Radio. I'm on TuneIn Radio. Type in Carl DeMasi Sports Report, and it's right there with the Who's on First First Baseball Podcast. As you can see, Coach's Corner website going behind me right there. Uh, John the Man Henson came out and uh, put it up there, so uh, I'm excited about it. All right, I got to get out of here by, by about 9, 9, 10, 9, 11 for my next guest. Yes, that's right. That's who drives this show. 
You want to drive down Thunderbolt into Thunderbolt down Victory uh, Drive? You'll see Coach's Corner. Well, my guests drive this show. I drive by here and got to stop by and get some of the fabulous wings. But anyway, we'll start at 915 talking high school football. That's right. Schedules are released. The classifications, the regions are all messed up. None of the traditional regions are together. And I'm going to talk to talk to him about it. Of course, the man himself, the voice of Georgia high school football now. And he does a great job. He's the GPBS sports entertainer. The cute guy, John Nelson. He'll be on at 9.15, 9.30. Athlete of the Week, Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic. Athlete of the Week, this guy is a three-sport athlete. Played football for the first time. Player of the Year, basketball. Unbelievable baseball player. He just committed with, I think, seven of his other uh, classmates, peers at Cavalry Day School, to go play football at Yale. Yale, Ivy League, okay? I'm going to talk to Dayon O'Neill from Cavalry Day School. And I'm going to wrap it up, talk a little bowling. I don't know when we're going to do the coaches' bowling bowling cha- challenge. You know, of course, the Herb brothers won it last year. They beat the young kids, uh, Maddox and Jadon. But uh, we'll talk SCAD bowling. That's right. If you haven't been following bowling here in the area, Savannah College of Art and Design has a bowling team, two men's and women's. The women won the NAIA championship. They're going to be in the big tournament next week. We're going to talk to the head bowling coach. I didn't think she was there that long, but she's been there for seven years, Katie Thornton. So that's the show right now. Quickly, let's go to three steps in the door. High school sports, college sports, and of course, pro sports. In the background, they're taking a tree back in, in, in the, uh, they're taking down a tree. You got it, a tree. In the uh, backyard here of Coach's Corner. So you can hear a little grinding, rumbling, grumbling, but that's what they're doing. But I'm out here in the sound garden. No better place to be. And I, I'm really enjoying it. All right, I got my Nat stuff on, got my hat, got my long sleeve t shirt over my polo shirt. Go Braves. Big win last night. All right, so uh, here we go. Three steps in the door. High school news. Holden Gurner graduates in December early from Benedictine, wins a state championship. Okay, Lawrence, if you're listening, uh, give me a little uh, producer's note in the background there. How bad is it? Okay, if you can hear it, if it's uh, making too much noise, uh, that's the, uh, I guess, the tree stump grinder. I don't know anything about taking trees down, but that's what's going on behind me. All right, let me put on my other earpiece so uh, I can hear you guys better. Or maybe that'll stop the noise, but I'll be able to hear a little better. All right. So uh, got a gnat underneath the hat. There we go. So what was I talking about? Oh, Holden Holden Gurner graduates from BC in December early, goes to Auburn, and he plays in the A game last Saturday, the Auburn A game, spring game. Unbelievable day for the young man. Uh, It's highlights all over the place. Uh, Did an unbelievable job. So uh, check it out. You can go on YouTube and look up Holden Gurner in the Auburn spring game. Got to give him a big congratulations. From the starting quarterback, from the state championship team, the Benedictine Cadets, to playing a lot in the Auburn spring game in a matter of months. Pretty special. Another special note, Mallory Robinette graduated from Savannah Christian last year. She was an all-state cheerleader. She goes to the cheerleading squad over Georgia Southern. Did I say Georgia State? Oops. Georgia Southern. Okay. And uh, she uh, is part of the all-girls, okay, national championship team from Savannah Christian, Mallory Robinette. I will be posting a story on Mallory Robinette on the uh, Prep Sports Report website tomorrow, Easter Sunday. But it's a great story. you got to check it out. Uh, all right. So uh, my, my producer just uh, sent me a text uh, in the chat room. Hey, you can chat, too, if you go to YouTube 
uh, or you go to uh, the Facebook pages, you can give me a little chat. Uh, can barely hear the stump grinder. Thanks, Lawrence. You're the man. Keep me going straight here. All right. So, uh, Mally Robinette. Also, Landon Ludwig, freshman at BC, has thrown two back-to-back no-hitters. I know, well, Coach, one, the first one was only three innings. The second one was only five innings. That's eight innings of not giving a hit. Lo- Landon, I said Logan, Landon Ludwig, okay, freshman at BC. Two back-to-back no-hitters, okay? St. Vincent's Academy rifle team, all-girl riflery team, air rifle, that is. They'll be at the Georgia High School State Association Rifle Championships next Saturday at Georgia Southern. Got that straight, not Georgia State. Georgia Southern uh, going for a state title, okay? So we'll see how they do. Baseball rankings, okay, BC still number three in 4A. Uh, Savannah Christian still number five in 1A. Soccer, we're in soccer state playoffs. Richmond Hill girls are number 10 in 6A. Savannah Arts County girls are ninth in 3A. Woodville, Woodville Tompkins boys Crack the state rankings. They're number 10 in 2A. And all year long, the Savannah Country Day boys are 7 in 1A private. All right, here's your results from the first round of the state playoffs. We had a bunch of teams in there. Let's see. I got uh, – we got 12 boys teams. Is it 12 boys teams? 12 boys teams. And – sorry, 12 girls teams. And – 12 boys teams. I guess there were 24 teams that made it. So I'm um, looking at my own no, no, notes. So here, here's the roundup that's going to move on. Okay. The girls' results. In 6A, Richmond Hill moves on. They beat Westlake 10 0. They're going to the Sweet 16. North Atlanta beats Effingham County 10 0. Effingham County goes home. Lakeside DeKalb beats South Effingham 8 3. They're both out of it. So Richmond Hill in 6A in the girls is still in the uh, Georgia High School State Association soccer playoffs. In 4A, Islands girls. Beat Westover 8-3. Uh, Bainbridge girls beat Jenkins 11-0. New Hampshire girls are moving on. They beat Cairo 2-0. All right, so New Hampshire and Islands move on in the 4A. In 3A, Savannah Arts Academy beat Brantley County 9-0. Pierce County beat Windsor Forest 9-0. So Savannah Arts Academy moves on. In Class A, Savannah Country Day, Mount DeSales went to a shootout. Penalty kicks. Savannah Country Day won 4-3. They're moving on. St. Vincent's. Beat Strong Rock, 5-0. Great article in Savannah Morning News by Dennis Knight. Check that out. Stratford Academy beat Savannah Christian, 10-0. First Presbyterian beat Calvary Day, 3-1. All right, the boys' side, North Atlanta beat South Effingham, 3-0. Class 4A, that's 6A. Class 4A, Benedictine, 10-0 over Doherty. Islands, 3-0 over Bainbridge. Thomas County Central, 10-0 over New Hampshire. And Cairo, 10-0 over Jenkins. So uh, BC and Islands move on to Sweet 16. Woodville Tompkins last night. Beat uh, Jefferson County, 7-1. Woodville Tompkins moves on. In 3A, Windsor Forest beats Pierce County, 3-2. Savannah Arts Academy beats Long County, 2-1. Tattnall County beats Groves, 9-0. So Windsor Forest and Savannah Arts Academy boys move on. Class A, uh, all three boys teams move on. Savannah Christian beat Mount Day Sales, 3-1. Calvary Day beat Tattnall Square, 2-1. Savannah Country Day beat Deerfield, Windsor, 6-0. So there you have it. It's posted on the Prep Sports Report. Go check it out. There's an article about that. And also, football schedules have been released. We're going to talk to John uh, Nelson about that in the next segment. Travis Jadon for the Prep Sports Report is doing a three-part series about the schedules and what the teams are bringing back from last year. Check it out on the Prep Sports Report. It's where's your team playing or who's playing who. Check it out. Prep Sports Report posted this morning. All right, college, Savannah State Baseball, 
23 and uh, the SEAC lost their first game in the SEAC uh, yesterday to uh, Edward Waters in extra innings 6-5 at Savannah State. Now they're at the road on the road. They're going to play today at Edward Waters down in Florida. Okay. Uh, a doubleheader at 1 p.m. Tennis. Uh, women's tennis had the best season in a long, long time, I think, since 1998. Um, they finished 14 and 7. They finished third or fourth in the SEAC, but 14 and 7, 1998, best tennis record for the Savannah State Lady Tigers. Softball's 10 and 16, 8 and 10 in SEAC. They still got a, a couple more series left in the SEAC before they go to the SEAC tournament. Uh, SCAD, the equestrian team, is at the American National Riding Commission's Championship in Hackettstown, New Jersey, all weekend. We'll see if they come up with another uh, tournament win. Lacrosse is in the women's ACC championship, not the AC, AAC championship. Uh, not the ACC championship, okay? Uh, the top seeds we'll meet in the championship today will be Savannah against Reinhardt. They both had big wins yesterday. Uh, SCAD women's uh, lacrosse team won 26-9 to over number fourth seed, Montreat. SCAD is number uh, number three. Uh, SCAD was number five, all right? Uh, let's go. Pro baseball, uh, it's already 9-15, all right? I'm a little overboard here. Uh, we'll come back with the rest of the sports, uh, but we got to go to our next guest, I'm going to skip the commercials uh, for this first round because I'm a little behind because of technical difficulties. But like I told you, we got a lot going on in high school football. All the reasons have changed. Okay, we're in seven classifications, and they changed those class. They changed the region of those classifications, and now we're going to six classifications in 2024. So this will be for two years that all our schools are moving to another classification. Joining me now on the coach's corner hot seat. This man's always on the hot seat, but he knows how to bring it through. Whether it's Atlanta United soccer, whether it's high school football, you name it, he knows what he's doing. The man himself, the the voice of Georgia high school football, and that's of course good buddy of mine, John Nelson. Hey, John, how's it going? Morning, Coach. What's going on? Hey, it's Saturday morning. Nothing's going right, but I got you on here, so something's going right, I guess. Right. <laughs> I, the fact that you've abandoned the first block of commercials, I feel honored that you've done that this morning. So uh, this this is going to be fun. I, I have to be strapped in. I didn't get the commercial break to take a break. So let's uh, go ahead and rip it and go. What's on your mind? Well, you, you know, I know you're a busy man. You give me 10, 15 minutes when I can get you on. I really do appreciate it. I don't want to leave you hanging. You know, I know Patty and the dog and the cat might have you doing something crazy. So let's get this rolling, okay? So anyway, uh, mass confusion with the new regions this year, like Richmond Hill is going to seven, eight. Yeah. Can they compete with Camden County and, uh, and Valdosta and Lowndes? I mean, it's unbelievable how everything is juggled and all the private schools here, the one, a private school region is now playing in three, a, I mean, it's just crazy. Well, I mean, you, uh, we'll, I'll take your uh, last part first. And when you have a multiplier, that's what happens. And, you know, right now you've got teams that are skipping one, if not two classifications when you're looking at the private schools. And it, for me, it's going to be interesting to see how they compete. I think that the the first year of the, the two year cycle before we get into the uh, diminished classifications and we drop, we go, it's like, all right, so we've got, you know, and this is what we're used to with the, the regions. You get the regions and your classifications changed on two year cycles, but then add to that the fact that we're trimming a, we're trimming an A, but we're still going to have the same number of championships, I think, if memory serves. So uh, it's it's going to be an interesting two years as you get ready to have one less A. And uh, I guess I should put Matt Lazat on blast because uh, 
we're, well, what we're doing up here at GPB over the next couple of months is we are going to be examining reclassification. We're going to come up with a, a one large program that Hannah Gooden and I are going to piece together just before the season starts. And one of the folks that I really want to talk to is Matt Lazat for Richmond Hill now being a part of 17A. And, you know, we've talked about reclassification in general. But one of the, the elements to me in this that is going to really going to be looked at uh, for a, a double positive, I guess my, my mom would, drive, would be driven crazy by that. She was an English major. But the non-revenue sports, because if, I mean, we all know what high school football Fridays are all about, you know, and Matt is going to be challenged from Richmond Hill to Moultrie for two years. But if you look at the schools in Region 17A, and he's not the only one that is part of a, a district that goes from Hither to Yon, and I think Hither and Yon are both 7A schools. Uh, the non-revenue sports like soccer, you were talking about that since we're now in playoff time, tennis, basketball, all of these non-revenue sports that have midweek games in these regions where you're going from really you know, one end of the state, you're going from the coast and you're going to the flip side of 75 to, to play a region game. That, for me, is going to be the most interesting aspect in all of this. And I'm hoping in 24, when we have one less A to talk about, that you won't have all of the, the, the travel concerns and, and midweek games going from one end of the state to the other. But, no, it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting Petri dish here for the next two years and then hopefully seeing how things look in 24. I mean, yeah, you just said it. Look at Richmond Hill's schedule for next year. Effingham County, Ware County, Jenkins, Baker County, New Hampshire. That's all in non-regions. Yeah. Okay. Then we go Coffee, Camden, Valdosta, Lounge, and Colquitt. Tell me that's not a gauntlet there, buddy. Oh, it is. Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, it's going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting adjustment for a lot of these schools that jump up classifications or that, that are placed up classifications. But, no, it's going to be, you know, when you've got – all right, so – Run it down for me. Run it down slowly one more time. Region, match it, match up at a time. You're talking about uh, Richmond Hills games? Yeah, yeah, Richmond Hill in region. Go one at a time. What's, what's the matter? You can't understand the fast talking Italian yet? I, I always understand the fast talking Italian. I was, <laughs> I just was going for analysis one at a time after we've talked about the okay. one big. Thing. Okay, region games, September 23rd at Coffee. Okay, Douglas is always going to be a tough one. Jardine's a tough place to play. Coming home to the hill, we build the hill, Richmond Hill, the Camden County Wildcats. That's going to be a tough one considering that Jeff Heron is now in his second year getting his system back into place. Okay, match uh, game three. At Titletown, Veldosta. That's a, that's a road trip, and I know that Matt likes to challenge himself and Shelton Felton with, uh, with them getting into their second season of doing these kinds of things. That's going to be a tough one. All right, just stay. He should just stay there all week. You know, have uh, online on, online classes for the kids because they got to go back and take on the Vikings. Lounge. Oh, see, yeah, and, <laughs> and that that back to backer, back to back at at Baysmore Hyder, and then at the Concrete Palace, and that's an interesting story in and of itself <laughs> because Zach Grage was named the new head coach at Lounge. Jamie Dubose went back to Alabama to take the job at Orange Beach. But now Zach Grage goes from Thomasville, winning a title, to Lowndes. So he's jumping up in a lot of different classes. So you're going to have a new head coach with a new program 
in 7A in the toughest region, in, not just in the state, but one of the toughest regions in the country, and a back-to-backer for Matt Lazat. Wow. Okay, next. Then we jump. They come home, and they take on the Packers out of Colquitt County. Yeah, Colquitt County, and you know, and that one's going to be tough because Sean Calhoun, you've got a new head coach at Colquitt there as well. So the, the fact that you have Colquitt coming to the hill – Colquitt knows how to travel. Traditionally, when it comes to these long road games, they do it in the playoffs when they need to. They do it in the regular season. They're prepared for this. And I think that the you know as we break all this down, the travel adjustment is going to be astronomical. That back to backer, that one's rough, man. And how about how about good old poor Jenkins High School? They have to move up to five A. Yeah. Uh, there's no local teams in that region. I mean, five uh, A. Let's see who they're going to go. They're going against Ware County, Greenbrier, Coffee. Bradwell and Statesboro. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, well, lot different. Well, it is. And you look at and and you mentioned your preview, and that's where I'm also looking. See, go to go to prepsportsreport.com. Get the first part of the article with the previews about how things are. Six and five last year. They go from region three quad to region one five. And to piece things together, and it's a sprint for what, uh, the sprint in the region for Jenkins because you travel from Savannah to Waycross, Savannah to Greenbrier, and, and Greenbrier—that's like you know you're going for you're you're the spoke in the wheel if you're Jenkins because you're going south to Ware, then you're going north to Greenbrier, then you're going back down and you've got coffee as, as a part of it. So at least the coffee's coming to you, and then you've got Bradwell, so you go down the coast a little bit, then you go out to Statesboro. So. Uh, you know, I don't know. And Rocky Hidalgo at Glen Academy had, had made this comment in years past. You know, it's like he couldn't schedule any teams to his east unless he wanted to schedule like Nassau High out of the Bahamas. Right. So for his non-region schedule. So you're kind of pinned in if you're a Savannah school and trying to figure out where to go. But, yeah, with this region, uh, Jenkins is the spoke in the wheel. You get to go north toward Augusta. You get to go south down into the swamp. You get to have coffee come at you from Douglas. So that's going to be a rough one for Jenkins. And you look at their non-region schedule at Benedictine, Bluffton, down to the hill, at Carrollton. Jenkins yep. to Carrollton. That is what our dear friend Tommy Palmer used to call pack a lunch and a dinner trip. And that's probably <laughs> a lunch, a dinner, and a midnight snack trip for Jenkins to go to Carrollton to take on Joey King in his next season of being in charge in Carrollton, his second year there after coming back from college. So Jenkins is in for a tall order there in 1-5-A, not just in their uh, region schedule because of where they are geographically, but their non-region schedule too. I mean, I, I don't. Tony Welch, he gave up the Pecan Grove to come back to, uh, to Savannah, Georgia. I, I, that's going to be a lot of travel over there for the Warriors. Now, uh, that, that is uh, what you're looking at. Uh, Travis Jadon put a three-part series together because there's so many teams in the area. Now, I don't have part two up. I'll post that up probably on Monday. But when you look at Region 3, 3A now, yeah. Calvary, Savannah Christian, uh, Savannah Country Day, Groves, Johnson. I mean, that, that whole region is changed. Beach, Long County. I mean, they, the private schools wanted to stay together. So they chose to do that. What do you feel about that whole region? Well, it's it's going to be knockdown drag out. I mean, that's the, the only way that you can phrase it, because with these schools in this grouping, yes, you know, you, you the, the private schools are going to be together as a group so they can have uh, you know their uh, their region as well. But you look at that and it's just that is tough. I mean, that that's tough when they were in single A. 
And now that yeah. they're jumping up in class, you're jumping up with the competition that's coming with you in AAA as well. So, and I, and I think that what you have to do is you have to look at this once again, since we're drifting into a, a new season here with new regions, is you have to look at it in two ways. You have to look at it as your schedule with your region A, and then you got to have to look at your playoff bracket once the brackets come out and sit there and say, okay, what's my path with all of these new teams that are going to be plugged into the situation? So it, it's doubly tough. And the, the reason I say that is because of season one and season two, that, that's tough in and of itself. You're non-region and you're region. But the season three schedule, when you have to figure out what your path's going to be to the city of Atlanta and Georgia State, I mean, it's, it's two separate schedules that really are going to be tough for you. And that's that was my uh, segue question right there. Do you think a team like Calvary, Savannah Christian, Country Day can play in that AAA playoff? Oh, no question. And and I think that it might take a little while for them to to get adjusted to being in their new classification. And and I'll and I'll say this for everyone who is jumping up in class and who is jumping up into the the new lunchroom where you're trying to figure out where the cool kids are and you get to figure out where you're going to sit <laughs> sit at the lunchroom table now cuz hey I mean school is different and so you got to go in you're the new kid in school and you got to figure out okay where can I sit who are who are my new friends who can I you know who can I who can I consort with but no I, I think that it's different for not just those schools but for every school that has to jump up in class because you jump up two classifications and there were schools like Trinity Christian who wanted the challenge. And I think Trinity is now up in quad A as a part of this. And yeah. so you, you have folks who are, are challenging themselves by jumping up three classes, some that are being challenged by having to jump up two classes. So no, it, it's going to be interesting first and foremost to see how these schools you know, work their way through their non-region schedule, because I mean, that, that to me is, is part and parcel to it. But now you, it might take a week or two to kind of get your sea legs in your new region and see how things lay out. So now it's, it's going to be when we get to say match uh, game week seven, that's when you're kind of sitting there and saying, okay, who's got their sea legs and who's going to have to make a sprint to get into the playoffs. All right. Two minute drill because I got my next guest waiting in the uh, waiting room. All right. Benedictine gets what they wished for. Okay. They got a full schedule, a full region, New Hampstead, Burke County, Southeast Bullock, Wayne County and of course Islands High School. So Danny Britt doesn't have to go all over the state to try and find yeah, games. Well, he, well, he, well, he's now he's still he's going, going to Florida. Play <laughs> <laughs> because you look at it. He's got Burke now. Think about this region once again. You're going to the bird dog capital of the world, Waynesboro, Georgia, with Burke County <laughs> and Eric right. Park. So you're having to go basically from Savannah. You're having to go basically up to Augusta again. This right. is another one of these regions that kind of is hugging the coast. But, yes, it's hugging the coast, and you're going all the way from north to south. And I'm going to take every piece of my, of my camera here. So you're going from here. You're going all the way down to here when it comes to this region because Wayne County, you're having to travel to Jessup. And it's an interesting story for, for Danny Britt there because of J-Bo Shaw. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, that, that's, that's Burke County right there. There, there, and there. And then Wayne County's down here. So you're having to take on J-Bo Shaw in his first season at Wayne County, too. So that's another interesting challenge for Danny Britt. But, you know, good that – yeah, and I know that, that Danny wanted to challenge himself by playing – I think it's Chris Columbus, I think, again, uh, this yeah, season. Yeah, they go, they go into Miami on uh, August 26th. Benga Ami Ami on August 26th. But, you know, but, but that's what he wants to do. He wants to challenge himself in different ways, and you do this with the, the back and forth with Christopher Columbus. 
And but you know, once again, geography and travel in this two-year period. Wayne County, uh, Burke County, Waynesboro, Wayne County, Jessup. So it's like Waynesboro and Wayne County, Waynesboro, <laughs> Wayne. So I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this lays out with the geography and all the travel and the planning. I think that the non-region schedule, though, and getting ready for a trip to Miami will help because you will have adjusted to the the travel aspect when it comes to Benedictine. Well, I, I got to thank you for coming on. When, now let's plug when your uh, when your little uh, synopsis of all this. Uh, montage of going north south east like you cost you call it the eastern front to the west front to the northern front to the south i mean so when are you guys going to put this together well let's see uh we've got a, a a new football fridays in georgia podcast coming up in short order hannah talked to justin rogers the new head coach at thomas county central that's up at gpb.org we're catching up with zach grage speaking of zach uh, the new head coach at lounge football fridays in georgia podcast we're talking to him on monday it will be out later next week and then i'll have a column probably talking to another coach who i'm going to call on my phone and sit there and go i need to talk to you about something and then we'll turn into a column uh but the the reclassification column that's probably going to come up as we get closer to the the new year and the new season so look for that in august we're going to have some stuff to to help everybody get their way through from here in april all the way to august because as you know football never stops here in the state of georgia 24 7 365 or more like 38 and 370 yeah that like travis janon came up with this idea coach the schedule has been released let's do uh, a story about this let's get schedules out there and the kid did a great job so uh part one is out there travis janon for the prep sports report website I don't know how I do all these things, but, you know, people like him help me out and like you help me out. But uh, it's great to see, like you're saying, uh, I love talking about the northern front versus the southern front to the eastern front to the western front. It's all over the place, buddy. It is all over the place. It's always fun to talk about it. Great to be with you on a Saturday morning. Hey, John, quickly tell Patty they got a good one in, in Holden Gurna. Oh no, she's a fan of HGTV. That she that she she's the most most fanned out over HGTV over the other quarterbacks that are there. So no, she's she's already she's already leading the charge and holding the flag for Holden Gurner. So she's ready to go. I appreciate it, buddy, and uh, have a good uh, good time. And like I said, I know you're kind of a humble guy, but you're carrying the torch because now you're the voice of Georgia high school football, buddy. Thank you, my friend. Love you very much. You too. Always a pleasure seeing you. Be good. I mean, the man knows his stuff. The man, I mean, he could, like I'm telling you, he gave us all the way up to the, the Bird, Bird capital of the world in Burke County. He could take you out to uh, uh, Wayne County where Jay Bo Shaw, I mean, the man knows his stuff. Check it out. I can't wait till he comes out with that podcast about how this is going to all work out with all these different new regions. And it's only for two years. And then, of course, Georgia High School State Association. Nothing to complain about them. I think they do a very good job. But when they got threatened with uh, paying all this traveling cost, now we go to a sixth classification in two years. All right. I got to thank my sponsors. This young man's been waiting in the wings. He's a three-sport athlete over at Calvary Day School. Okay, you got to stay tuned for this because the kid is phenomenal. I had a coach against him in basketball for four straight years. And just, just he got what he got this year, the region player of the year. Coming up in about three minutes is the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week from Calvary Day School. Just signed uh, or just committed to go play football at Yale, Ivy League School. We're talking about Dayon O'Neill from Calvary Day School. We'll be back in three minutes, Dayon. Hang tight. You're watching the Call of the Monster Sports Report. And it's all part of the Coach's Corner environment, the universe, the center of the sports universe right here. I'll see you in three minutes all the time. That's Coach's Corner in Thunderbolt, Georgia. 
because Coach's Corner has been voted the best in Savannah for over 20 years running. It's no wonder why there's always sports, live music in the Sound Garden, and delicious and abundance of pub food. No matter what the season, there's always a reason to check out Coach's Corner. Pick your favorite sport, pick your favorite team, and pick your favorite TV because Coach's is your place to be. Coach's Corner has been Savannah strong since 1991 is always open for dining service for lunch and dinner. Remember, Coach's Corner still has takeout service. Join John Henderson and the crew for the best burgers, wings, and now pizza, too. You can place your order by calling Coach's Corner at 912-352-2933. That's right. Remember that number, 912-352-2933. So make your next pit stop at Coach's Corner. And as always, make it a night to remember at Coach's. At Calvary Day School, we want our students to be fully equipped and on the cutting edge of academics making a difference in our world. Your child will grow academically, physically, socially, and spiritually. At Calvary, it is so good to say we are one school with one mission and one vision. Faith, academics, excellence, and building champions through Christ. Calvary Day School, we at Calvary Day School, we want our students to be fully equipped and on the cutting edge of academic missions at 351-2299. That's 351-2299. For over half a century, it comes in uniforms, sporting goods, or trophies. Thompson's got you covered. From cleats to caps and best prices on the biggest brands, Under Armour, Adidas, and more. From baseball to soccer, volleyball to softball, and yes, football too. Every season starts at Thompson's Sports Shop. From cutting and equipped at Thompson's Sports Shop's new location, 6606 Abercorn Street Suite, 102 in Savannah. Open through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and seasonal on Saturday. At locally owned Thompson Sporting Goods and Trophies, come see where everyone is a Yo, winner. Yo, you still want some real New York Italian food? Bada bing, bada boom. Rocky's New York Deli and Italian Catering is open at 7630 Skidaway Road, Tuesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Serving breakfast and lunch right here in Savannah, Georgia. Rocky's New York Deli and Italian Catering has been serving the public for over three years. Now, if you want Rocky's New York Deli and Italian Catering goods delivered to your door, online to savannatakeout.com or doordash.com or just pick up the phone and call 912-354-2914 that's right 912-354-2914 Kabish and remember we ain't New York style we are New York at Rocky's New York Deli and Wellington Chiropractic Clinic your back hurts another body part hurts all the time it makes you mad the pain drives you crazy you just want to pick something up and throw it across the room if you can at the Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care and pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and of course, achieve a healthier lifestyle. The Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic is now located at two locations in Savannah, Georgia, at 329 Eisenhower Drive and in Pooler at 114 Canal Street, Suite 603. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherton at the Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic for all your chiropractic needs. And good morning, Savannah and the Low Country. Thank you for joining me on the call of Demosi Sports Report every Saturday morning from the center of the sports universe. Of course, that's Coach's Corner. I'm sitting right in front of, of the sound stage, uh, the sound garden stage. Uh, there's no show tonight or tomorrow night due to the Easter weekend. I'll give you the lineup for the rest of the, the month coming up here. But uh, it's always a pleasure because... I love doing what I do with this, and it's the call of Demasi Sports Report. Thank you, whether it's for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a segment or two, it's always a lot of fun. Got to thank John Nelson from Georgia Public Broadcasting Sports Department coming on talking about the 
the reclassifications, the regions have changed in high school football. Of course, go to the prepsportsreport.com. You can see the first of three parts of how, where these teams are playing and who they're playing. The schedule is out. Great job by Travis Judon, Judon Sports, uh, for helping me out do that. He always does a good job. All right, here we go. I'm a little behind schedule here. We got the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, okay? This young man has been phenomenal, okay? He was the uh, region... Region 3, 1A private, basketball player of the year, played football, made a big impact over there at Calvary for Mark Stroud and the Cavaliers during football season, first year playing football. Then, of course, he's been on the baseball field for four years, just like the basketball court. So, uh, I mean, basketball and baseball has been this kid's sport, but he just made a big announcement Wednesday. He committed to play football at Yale University. He has a, a, a 3.6 grade point average. Uh, Mark Stroud said he's a natural leader. And when he speaks, you listen. I can agree to that. Uh, his baseball coach, Coach Lee, says he's an alpha male and has a ton of personality that keeps us going. Always a lot of fun to be around. And Coach Carver, Coach Chad Carver, good friend of mine, he coached both my boys, one at Christian, one at Calvary. He said this is one of the most versatile athletes that he's ever coached and on a personal level it's one of his favorites okay that he's ever coached he said one minute he could really rub you the wrong way but you know what you can't help it the next minute you love him to death and uh you know he's done a great job over at calvary school at calvary day school joining me now on the coach's corner hot seat is the man himself this week's weatherton chiropractic clinic after the week dayon o'neill dayon how's it going oh it's going good coach thank you for having me well, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here and talk uh, on my internet show. It, it's always a lot of fun talking to you guys. But uh, once again, congratulations, your hard work uh, in the classroom and on the field of play, wherever you find a place to play, okay, has paid off for that commitment to go play at Yale University. Yes, sir. So tell me, why football? You're a multi-sport athlete. You've excelled on the basketball court. Bruised up some of my guys pretty good. You get on the baseball field, you're hitting the home runs, you're striking people out, and in football you do it for the first time, and you wind up playing football or choosing to play football at Yale. Uh, I chose football because it, it put my family and myself in the best position to continue my athletic career without paying that much money to play on the college level. And also I chose football because I really loved it. As soon as I got out there, it just felt natural. And the guys that I was around, they just made everything feel a lot better. And I love football as soon as I put the pads on. Well, you know, reading all the stuff that's on the internet to get background information about you, uh, you know, you guys finally beat Savannah Christian for the first time in the, the, the senior group's career. And uh, you had that's a big it. part in that. Uh, what position are you going to stay on a defensive line? What position do they have you penciled in? You could probably make a heck of a tight end, too. Yeah, they, uh, I've been told that I've been told about uh, tight end a lot, but I believe I'm going to stay at the end. Uh, defensive end position, and that's what I plan on doing because I really like that position. You know, I know you've been playing a lot of travel baseball. You've played a lot of travel basketball, but now you had to have a different mindset. You had to come up and be a better football player. So what's been your routine to get better at football besides you're always working at the other sports? Uh, I watched I watch a few guys in the NFL, and uh, the positions they play, they play the same positions as me. I watch some of the best guys to do it, and um, – I studied those guys, and Terry Simmons helped me out an extreme amount. Like, he he helped me out so much, and I was out there. Asking, I was just asking questions, asking questions until I would get everything down. I'm a quick learner, I'd say. So 
It's like I ask all my coaches questions, and um, and if you tell me to do this, I'll do that, and I'll try to do my best and be the be the best at it. So that was well, that was the thing I was mean, No matter what sport, every coach that had a coach against Calvin knew about uh, Dayon. Dayon, and you've done a great job. Um, so now. Terry Simmons helped you from the defensive end position. I see you had three sacks last year. You had an interception. Uh, but, you know, Yale comes in and recruits you. What did they feel was your best football skill? They they felt that I was I was natural at it because even though they, they knew it in my first year, they felt as if that I was natural and that if I if I played football for like a couple more years, then you'd see how, how much better, how much more I could grow as a football player. And, and they thought – well, they saw my – I got one reception this year at tight end, and they talked to me about that play. They said, uh, I look really fast. So, <laughs> so, so I was like well, – I told them, I, I mean, I guess so. But I was moving a little bit, but they told me that I look really fast, and they thought I was really quick. And um, they liked that about me as well. And they just thought I was just, like, really natural since – natural and raw because it was just my first year, and I did well at it. Oh, I mean, you got a lot to learn being a former football coach. Uh, you know, me personally, you know, now I just stick to coaching basketball. I want my basketball players to play football because it makes you tougher. It's more physical. And don't tell me, you know, people say to you, and you can vouch for this, oh, basketball is a non-contact sport. I think there's more no, physicality I've, in basketball than football. No, no doubt. I've, I've definitely come out of some basketball games with, with bruises all over and hurting and limping. It's just – why are you limping, man? You got beat up tonight on the basketball court. I mean, it's, it gets it gets tough down there for sure. Like they, there's no, they say non-contact, but it's, it's, there's a lot of contact with no pads, with nothing to help you or protect you. And if you're just tuning in, you're watching the Call Demasi Sportsport live on the Coach's Corner Sports Network Facebook pages. Call Demasi Sportsport, Coach's Corner Facebook page, Twitter KD Sportsport. And uh, on the YouTube channel at Call Demasi Sportsport, we're talking to the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic after week. We just committed to play football at Yale University uh, from Calvary Day School, Dayon O'Neill. All right. So uh, you're a three-sport athlete. And uh, I know I know I'm going to put you on the spot here, though. If you had to choose or tell us which was your favorite sport, what would it be? Um, it is hard, but I believe – Oh, I think I would think it would be basketball. Honestly, basketball just gives a different feeling. Like everything, I think it's because like from the fans being so close to you to to like everything being centered on to you. Because I mean, you would go to a football field, you got the sideline, and then you got the fans like up and yeah. And then baseball field, especially at Grayson Stadium, you got the the huge park, and then you finally got the fans up above you. But basketball, like at Calgary, is just everybody's right there in your face and. I truly, I truly believe basketball will probably be my favorite sport. Now, if you weren't playing basketball, eh, would you be one of the big leaders at with the Calvary Crazies? Oh, uh, definitely. I was, uh, I was a huge leader um, in the previous years for football when I when I didn't play football, and I was also a huge leader for the um, for the volleyball team when they didn't have like they were like, "Can y'all please come to the game?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll be there, and I'll get some people to come, and we cheer them on too." So. All right. So you got Coach Stroud, you got Coach Lee, and you got Coach Carver. Okay, three great guys. What have these three men meant to your career? They, they meant a lot. They, they definitely changed the way I play and the way I approach the games. 
Uh, Coach Coach Stroud definitely he's been getting me to play. He's been trying to get me to play football for the past four years, and I finally stepped out there to do it. And I mean, he let me be myself, which was good also. And he also let me play the game, but he taught me a lot. He taught me how to be tough, how to fight through injuries, and how to just become a better football player and bettering myself at that. And then Coach Lee, he's he's definitely another guy that's taught me how to be tough, mentally and physically. He um. He's helped a lot the whole he's helped a lot the whole four years. He's the one he's one of the main people that helped me come to Calgary. So he's definitely changed changed the way I play the game of baseball and helped me out a lot. He um he has a lot of trust in me. So um that, that plays a big part in a player's confidence on the field as well. And Coach Carver. Coach Carver is my guy. He um I love him to death. Uh, I love all my coaches, but Coach Carver, I love him to death. Me and him, me, me and him butt heads every now and then. Oh, yeah. But Dude, it's definitely my guy. He um he put he grew into the trust because I I will always try to do stuff like outside of my outside of what he wanted me to do like handle the ball and stuff. But he finally let me do that my senior year and it played out and it worked out well and I played a big role in our success this year. And um he definitely he definitely trusts me and our confidence went up and up and up because he was like Brian you can shoot the ball you can shoot the ball and I I just let it fly and it would go in so. Um, that confidence definitely went up, and he, he's helped a lot with the confidence factor. I know Coach Stroud and Coach Lee are quiet leaders, but they know how to motivate you guys. And, you know, Coach Carver's that rah-rah guy, and, uh, you know, it's just three great guys that you got to learn uh, sports from. And, uh, you know, about sports, I mean, you've been playing a long time, but there seems like you got a passion for uh, playing these sports. So why are you so passionate about playing the sport you're playing when you're in season? Uh, I feel like I'm a natural competitor. Um, I, I despise losing. So, I mean, I'll do anything <laughs> to win. Uh, I'll get my teammates uh, from, from cheering my teammates on to helping them become a better player while during the game. Uh, I just I just despise losing. So, if, even if it's math, I mean, I'm going to be like, I'm going to get a better grade. I'm going to get a better grade than you on this test. Like, it's just, I love competing. So, that is one thing that, that make me love sports, that makes me love sports. And because I can go out there and I can play a huge part in competing and helping us win. And that's that's probably why sports is – I'm so big on sports. Now, do you have time to do anything outside of sports? Do you get involved in any other extracurricular activities on the campus of Calvary Day School? Oh, yes, sir. I'm in um, I'm in that National Honor Society, uh, African American nice. uh, Culture Studies Club, and I'm in student life. Student life hosts like big events and um, for the school, they host school events. And like one night we'll do capture the flag night and a majority of the school comes out and they got the senior, freshman, sophomore and junior class. They're all competing to get each other's flags. So, I mean, I, I try to play a part in, in every bit of Calgary's, Calgary's um, what, what Calgary has for us. And cause I, I enjoy that stuff, honestly. Um, Nice. Just being a part of the school is is really important to me because I mean I love Calgary and especially since I'm about to leave, it's just I might as well play a part in as many things as I can since I'm about to leave, you know. And Calgary's meant a lot to you. So tell us about being a student at Calgary Day School. Being a student at Calgary Day School has has been has been very well. It's been well because um all four years the teachers, the building building relationships, I mean, they look out for you. Even when you're an athlete, I mean, they look out for you because they know it's hard coming home from 
from games, away games, and it's like 1 a.m. and they're like, they assign an assignment. They, they agree with you. They were like, okay, they'll work with you. They were like, all right, since you came home late, we know you came home late. If you if you just, they'll give you extra time, you know. And especially after, after school, like I go to tutorials and stuff just to make sure I know what I'm doing for some teachers, especially if I have a test coming up. So they help me out a lot. And the Calvary community, I mean, I have, I mean, I have little kids looking up to me. I mean, because, you know, it's K-12. So they'll be like, Dion, Dion. And they'll come up and give me a high five. And I just be, what's up, man? What's up? And stuff like that. And me making an impact on those kids is probably the, the most important thing to me uh, at Calvary Day. So just the community. Like, we're one big family from K-12. They know you. The little kids know you. And I know the little kids because they come up to me and they call my name. So it's real important, that, that community. And that leads right into the next segment. Or question segue family i mean you talked about calorie beating your family but behind you has to be you know a great family uh culture tell us what your family has meant to you academically and athletically to get you to the next level to go to yale university wow my family has meant everything to me honestly um my my dad my mom and my brother my brother's about to graduate and my brother graduated with honors in high school so i was like man i can't let him beat me i, I gotta graduate with honors <laughs> myself too and maybe even a higher GPA than him. But my mom, she works hard. She she runs her own tax business. So she works hard throughout like four or five months out of the year. And then my dad works year round. Um, they, they get on to me about school, but they're, they're kind of lean because they understand. I mean, they know what they, they expect good grades and I expect good grades for myself because me failing is just something that isn't in our family bloodline. So um, they, they really want they really want me to be successful. So they push me to go, like, son, you got your work done? You got your work done? I'd be like, yes, man, well, I, I did. Or, or I'll say I'll get it done because I haven't done it yet. But um, my brother, he's about to graduate college. So I see him working. I'm just like, man, I got to outwork him. Because, you know, he, he trying to he trying to get through it. And I'm slowly getting there, you know. So they have meant everything to me, love and support. So. That, that competitiveness in you, no matter whether it's academics or athletics, you can see that. And, you know, family support is big time. Your brother, your mother, your father, everybody behind you. You've done a great job. Uh, so uh, the big question is, why Yale University? Yale University, I felt, I felt it was clearly the biggest school that I had um, to offer me. So I chose them because I, when I went on my official visit, I was the only recruit on my official visit because uh, of the time. Because they was working with me for basketball. My basketball schedule was kind of busy. So they they just taught, they treated me so well. I mean, I was the only guy up there. So I met every coach, had conversations with, with about every coach. And my dad was with me. So he, he talked to them as well. And then when I went on, when I was at the visit, the head coach, Coach Reno, he he gave us a tour around the campus, and it was like, Coach Reno must really like you, man, because he doesn't usually do that. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he gave us a tour around the campus. He taught us about like the antics and all all the stuff around Yale's campus, and um, the the place, like the area, New Haven is a beautiful place. It was it was like a bigger downtown uh, in Savannah, right. so it kind of felt like home. Because I mean, I've been downtown a good a good bit a good bit of time, so um, it just it just felt like home there, and even though it's cold, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be different. But I think I'm, I think I'm gonna be able to get used to it. Nice, and you know, most freshmen don't know what they 
want to do, what they're going to major in. Any idea what you might want to do uh, in the in, after college over in the future? Uh, I'm majoring in economics. Uh, uh, I want to major in economics at Yale and uh, hopefully get on to one of the big companies to help them get better at what they're doing and help myself get better. Um, economics is something that I, I think I know well. Um, I'm a huge numbers guy. I like math, so I think economics would be a good fit for me. Oh, you're you're in the heart of everything over there. You, I mean, you got the city, New York City, not far away. I mean, you got a lot going on in that area, so there are going to be a lot of companies that uh, will want your uh, expertise, and hopefully uh, it exactly. works out well for you. Uh, quickly, big shout-out to the Calvary community. Anything you want to say to them besides your teammates, everybody in the Calvary oh, community? Anything you want to say to them? I want to say I love them, and I appreciate them being with me for all four years and just being on my side. Uh, it's meant a lot, and it's definitely doing me up to who I am today. So I just want to tell them I love them, man. I thank them. Dayon, it's been a lot of fun watching you grow. Uh, you know, I got to be a little closer with the basketball, but watching you play baseball, and you had a heck of a football season this year. Keep up the great work. You're you're a focused young man. You know what you want to do. You know where you're going. Keep it up, and, uh, you know, as always, go Cavaliers, right? There go Cavs. Thank you, Coach Domasi, for having me. Hey, good luck with the rest of the baseball season. I'll be out there to catch some games. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. You still got a baseball now. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, I'm definitely trying to get a state championship for sure. That's that's what the, so, that's what the seniors want. So, And that's what I want. I mean, I haven't got a state championship yet, so that's what, that's what the goal is. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. And that's why he's this week's Weather Indian Chiropractic Clinic because he's a, a, a first-class guy. He knows what he wants. He's made a big impact over at Calvary. Like you said, he's got a lot of those little kids looking up to him, and he doesn't want to let anybody down, and he hasn't let anybody down over at Calvary Day School, hasn't let his family down. I mean, to be to be accepted or to make a commitment to Yale University is big time, big academic school, and, I mean, he's going to have a lot of connections up there in the Northeast in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, it is a nice little town. Well, it's not considered a little town up there, but, you know, I consider it a little town compared to New York City. But uh, he'll enjoy it. He'll do great. And, uh, once again, like his coaches said, He's got the personality, he's got the uh, dedication, and he's going to go get what he wants. So uh, once again, and when he talks, people will listen. Dayon O'Neill, this week's Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic after week. Next up, I got to try and get my guest. We want to talk a little scad bowling. They won a national championship. The women's team will be talking to the head coach, Katie Thornton, in about three minutes. So hang in there tight. I'm going to be working hard to get her on, on, on the line. You're watching the Call of the Sports Sport live from the Coach's Corner Soundgarden in front of the Soundgarden stage. And if you're looking over my shoulder, there it is, the monster. Nine 75-inch TVs, and it's the Coach's Corner website right there behind me. And we'll also talk about what's coming up in the Soundgarden next uh, week and uh, towards the end of the month. We'll be back in three minutes with Katie Thornton, SCAD Bowling, the Bees. That's right, bowling, college sport, NAIA Women's National Championships. We'll be right back. In three minutes. All the time. That's Coach's Corner in Thunderbolt, Georgia. Because Coach's Corner has been voted the best in Savannah for over 20 years running. It's no wonder why there's always sports, live music in the Sound Garden, and delicious and abundance of pub food. No matter what the season, there's always a reason to check out Coach's Corner. Pick your favorite sport, pick your favorite team, and pick your favorite TV because Coach's is your place to be. Coach's Corner has been Savannah Strong since 1991, is always open for dining service for lunch and dinner. Remember, Coach Corner still has takeout service. Join John Henderson and the crew for the best 
burgers, wings, and now pizza too. You can place your order by calling Coach's Corner at 912-352-2933. That's right. Remember that number, 912-352-2933. So make your next pit stop at Coach's Corner. And as always, make it a night to remember at Coach's. At Calvary Day School, we want our students to be fully equipped and on the cutting edge of academics making a difference in our world. Your child will grow academically, physically, socially, and spiritually. At Calvary, it is so good to say we are one school with one mission and one vision. Faith, academics, excellence, and building champions through Christ. Calvary Day School, we at Calvary Day School, to meet my family fully equipped and on the cutting edge of academic missions at 351 That's 351-2299. For over half a century, it comes in uniforms, sporting goods, or trophies. Thompson's got you covered. Quicks to caps and best prices on the biggest brands, Under Armour, Adidas, and more. From baseball to soccer, volleyball to softball, and yes, football too. Every season starts at Thompson Sports Shop. From cutting and equipped at Thompson Sports Shop's new location, 6606 Abercorn Street Suite, 102 in Savannah. Open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and seasonal on Saturdays. At locally owned Thompson Sporting Goods and Trophies, come see where everyone is a Yo, winner. Yo, you still want some real New York Italian food? Bada bing, bada boom. Rocky's New York Deli and Italian Catering is open at 7630 Skidaway Road, Tuesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Serving breakfast and lunch right here in Savannah, Georgia. Rocky's New York Deli and Italian Catering has been serving the public for over three years. Now, if you want Rocky's New York Deli and Italian Catering goods delivered to your door, online to savannatakeout.com or doordash.com or just pick up the phone and call 912-354-2914 that's right 912-354-2914 Kabish and remember we ain't New York style we are New York at Rocky's New York Deli and Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic your back hurts another body part hurts all the time it makes you mad the pain drives you crazy you just want to pick something up and throw it across the room if you can at the Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care and pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and of course, achieve a healthier lifestyle. The Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic is now located at two locations in Savannah, Georgia, at 329 Eisenhower Drive and in Pooler at 114 Canal Street, Suite 603. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherton at the Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic for all your chiropractic needs. And welcome back to the Call of Demas Sportsport, live from Coach's Corner, right in front of the Sound Garden stage, right behind me. You can see it, the massive nine 75-inch TVs, the Coach's Corner uh, webpage uh, back there, going strong. You can listen or watch the show right there, too. Let me see if I can zoom in on it. Usually lets me zoom in. Got to get my big head out of the way, get the camera to look at it. There you see it. There, There it is. Okay, I'll zoom back out. There we go. There we go. Nine 75-inch TVs on the Soundgarden stage. Big sporting events. Uh, you can come here and watch it. Uh, besides Friday, Saturday nights with uh, the local uh, bands or the uh, tribute bands that come in here. It's a great place to have a lot of fun. But, of course, it is the center of the universe. I say the sports universe, but my buddies, the Herb Brothers, Brandon Bain, Lawrence Bennett, it is the center of their universe and it's the center of a lot of people's universe and they could do a great job over here it's a you know remember it's all food all fun since 1991. Uh, i'm trying to get katie thornton to uh log in here or look in from uh scad she's been the bowling coach there for uh since 2015 they won an naia 
women's national title. She's going to give us more about that. So uh, I just had to send her the link because I misspelled her name. So I'm trying to work this out. So hopefully she'll be uh, linked in very soon. So hang in there and uh, we'll catch up with Katie as soon as she gets in here. Let me check my phone to see if she's tried. You know, you just got you just got to love. Uh, uh, nothing yet. Let me open up my phone here. Now she is not LinkedIn yet, so uh, let's keep it going. All right, there she is. All right, so let's let's talk about Katie Thornton and of course Scad Bowling. That's right. Scad has bowling, has bass fishing, has cycling, uh, has equestrian. Uh, you know, yes, there's no football, there's no basketball, there's no baseball, but you got soccer, you got lacrosse, you got a lot of major sports there. It's just like when I say about the Savannah Arts Academy. I taught there for two years. Athletes. Students, athletes want to participate in sports also. And uh, we got to follow a little closely what they're doing over there at the Savannah College of Art and Design because uh, their programs are pretty good, okay? And like I said, she was uh, hired back in 2015. She went to a rival school, Weber Uni International. She was a big-time bowler there, got some national championships as a as an uh, athlete there, and then she uh, came over to SCAD. <coughs> in 2015. She was named the 2018 NAIA men's coach of the year because she also coached the men's team and uh, both and led both the men's and women's to intercollegiate team championships in just the second season that 20 in 2018. So uh, once again, she's done a great job. SCAD women's bowling team won the 2022 NAIA national championships back on Saturday, March 26th. After three days of heart-fought games, I think they had to come out of the loser's bracket, but she'll tell us more about that. Joining us now, on the coach's corner hot seat, that's right, head bowling coach from Savannah College out of design, Katie Thornton. Hello. There we go. You? How's it going, Katie? <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> doing pretty good. So this, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You know, when you do live radio or live internet shows, you got you got to hope everything goes straight. And, of course, I misspelled your name by one letter, and you never got the link. So, <laughs> But I'm glad we could work it out. And, once again, congratulations on that Thank NAIA you. Women's National Championship. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So you've been in Savannah now since 2015, right? Katie, are you there? All right, uh, I might have just. Hold on, it might be my internet connection. Let me uh, refresh the internet connection. Hopefully, I won't lose you. So don't hang up. I'm back. Maybe. <laughs> There we go. Is that better, Katie? I think we're back. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes, okay. I can. There we go. Um, yes. So I was hired back in October of 2015. And so the first year um, we were just like developing everything and just recruiting. Um, and then we didn't start competition until the next fall. So uh, fall of 2016 was like our first season. Um, and and we've been competing ever since. Um, had a couple of like COVID years in there, so there's a little bit of a short lull. Um, but yeah, I've been here since about 2015. All right. So tell us about Katie Thornton. Uh, you know, Weber International. How did you wind up here in Savannah, Georgia? You know, give us a background on how you got involved in this bowling thing. Yeah. Um, so I, growing up, I'm originally from Virginia, from the for like Virginia Beach area, more like the suburb of Virginia Beach. And essentially, I actually grew up playing softball. I was not a bowler whatsoever. Um, and 
I was the type of kid who would just be bored all the time. And the bowling center is about five minutes from my house. And they had like all you can bowl for like $5 every single day during one of the summers. And I started bowling and the guy who worked in the pro shop there actually was like, you're actually not too bad. I was like 11 years old at the time. And he was like, can I like try to help you? And so I was like, sure. And turns out I was actually like pretty decent at it. Um, and I decided to do like the Saturday morning youth league that next fall. And I just kind of got hooked to it. And then at that time frame, um, it was kind of when the, so the NCAA had just picked up women's bowling as a official sport, essentially. Um, so there started to be a lot of scholarship offers um, for the sport. It was in, I think, 2000, like four or five when NCAA kind of picked it up. So it started to become a really big college sport, specifically on the women's side. Um, so that's when I kind of started looking at bigger events. Um, and then I started bowling those. And that's how I ended up at Weber. Um, they were actually just starting a program down there. And they were looking for women for the first year. And um, that's how I ended up at Weber. And obviously had a lot of success there. Um, and then when it came to SCAD, so all of our sports at SCAD compete pretty much in the Sun Conference, all of our like the big sports, right. um, like soccer, things like that. And Weber is actually in the same conference as that. And uh, the faculty uh, academic advisor, like the advisor for the conference actually was my professor. Um, I majored in sports management at Weber. And so I pretty much had her for like every other class. So we knew each other really well. And she called me one day and, I, and she was like, you're, you're going to need to uh, put in an application for this job. You're, you're just going to need to do it. And I said, okay. So I went and found it online and I was like, okay, I'm just going to like fill it out. And um, probably not even a couple of days later, I got a call and I went through the whole process and I was in, I guess I was probably lived in Savannah a couple months later. <laughs> Uh, and you haven't left since, and uh, you've done a great job uh, at SCAD <laughs> with the bowling program. So w what what does it entail to coach a men's and women's program at the same time? And you're only one coach. I mean, you have assistants. How do you work it out? Yeah, so um, we I normally have an assistant. Um, and with COVID, we didn't compete for a while. Um, and my assistant at the time, like before COVID, uh, was actually my former teammate. Um, so she also went to Weber. Um, so during that time frame, most of the time, the tournaments, when they happen, they happen at the, the same time. So the men and women are bowling at the same time. We're sometimes in the same bowling center. Sometimes we're not, um, depending on how big the event is, um, essentially. So like if it's a bigger event, we might go to the same city, but we bowl at two different bowling centers um, at the same time. So I would actually normally go with the men and she would normally go with the women. Uh, during that time frame, um, then COVID happened and we weren't really sure when we were going to compete again. That was kind of up in the air for a long time. Um, so I actually, this year, I didn't have an assistant. Um, so um, some of my alumni have been like helping out that had graduated in 2020. Um, so we had uh, two of those kind of, essentially they would just come to events. It's been me pretty much here in Savannah and then they would literally come to events just to help coach. Um, and particularly uh, one of them has been to a number of events and he was the one that was also helping um, with the women specifically. 
Um, so that's kind of what we've been doing as far as that goes, but we'll hopefully have another assistant soon now that we had time to actually get everything to together and um, got kind of go through the like application process and whatnot. So nice, nice. If you just tune in, I'm yeah. talking to the head bowling coach over at Savannah College of Art and Design SCAD. Uh, Katie Thornton, she's been here since 2015, uh, the head coach of the men's and uh, women's program. So uh, how many championships you won a championship? How many championships you won with the men's and women's teams combined? Um, so both the teams won the NAIA championship in 2019. Um, our, the men's championship was the first men's championship at SCAD. Um, and it's been our only one thus far. Um, and then we also just won the NAIA championship this year and we're getting ready to leave pretty soon to go to the intercollegiate team championships, which is, um, essentially our national championship that encompasses all levels of collegiate. So it includes like NCAA division one, two, three. NAIA and then any like non-affiliated schools essentially can compete for that. And um, we like qualify for it and through like sectionals and we go to sectionals and then the top 16 teams in the nation qualify and both our men and women qualified for that as well. So that's kind of the pinnacle of college bowling, if you will. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, uh, you know, coming from New York, we used to play private and public and after everybody crowned their championships, we would go to a federation championship where everybody would come together, no matter what level, what organization, or what affiliation you came with. So that's that's a pretty big deal. So, uh, all right, let's let's get to uh, yes, 2022. Sure. Your girls came in number one from reading the article on. If you want to go to go to scad.savannah.scadathletics.com, you could read the stories about the bowling team mm -hmm. and all the other sports. Uh, so I read the article. You came in as the number one seed, uh, but you dropped the uh, match in the third round to William Penn, and you had to battle yes. back to get to the championship rounds. So uh, how how was that? Yeah. So um, so the the women. So the way it works is we have the first day is like qualifying for seeding, um, and so the women qualified first, and then the first four teams through qualifying get a first round bye. Um, so. Essentially, we had a buy through the first round of match play, and then um, and then they won the first two matches. And like you said, they they had they lost that third match. They just um, couldn't really get anything going in terms of strikes and things like that. Um, they're also the women are kind of a type of team where they they really like thrive off of like competitive energy and. Um, I guess once they lost, it was just like, okay, this is not going to happen again. Like that's, that's kind of how they, they are in terms of, all right, this, this is not what we're not doing this again. We don't, we don't enjoy doing this whatsoever. So um, they were kind of, once they dropped into the contenders bracket, they were pretty much on fire. I think they only lost out of all the other matches. I think they only lost like three games and it's every single match is best of five essentially. So um, they, they were on fire and that was kind of like their theme for the rest of the tournament nice. was um, essentially that they, they were doing it in another language because most of the people <laughs> speak Spanish um, or another language on my team. So um, but they were, they were essentially really fired up after that. And their, their competitive uh, spirit was definitely uh, lit for the contenders bracket. And they came back and I, I know that on the final day, um, when they like woke up and that we went to the bowling center 
it was just you you they all had that like feeling of all right like we're getting the job done today it's it's going to happen today so um yeah it was pretty awesome nice nice now you know not a lot of people know about your girls and who are the top bowlers so let's give them a little love give a shout out to some of those girls that you want to mention and i'm telling you looking at their uh, majors interior design user experience mm -hmm. social strategy and management uh what else do we got here i mean they're they're all in different majors graphic design photography film mm -hmm. television sound design how, how do they come yeah. together with all these different uh and you, like you said different nationalities different majors give them some love yeah i mean so they spend a lot of time together i will tell you that um so essentially um a lot of them actually get to compete together before they even get here um because the the bowling world is somewhat small um so when it comes to like international competition and things like that a lot of my the girls that have are from a different country a lot of them have bowled like international competitions against each other already right so they have some sort of like relationship maybe it might be a competitive relationship um at that time frame but they do know each other and they know their like personalities a little bit um but yeah we have bowlers that kind of come from a little bit from everywhere um are so and we also i mean we have three seniors on the women's team um it happened to be that during naia the lineup was actually pretty much all of the underclassmen almost the entire time um so we had so pamela she was bowling anchor pretty much the entire time she's only a junior um laura is a freshman and she's from north carolina um she actually ended up winning mvp for the entire tournament um, and that is kind of voted on by the other coaches, people that are coming in and they need to put up a strike in order for the chance for the team to win every time. And she struck a lot. <laughs> um, and then Yumi was also she's a lefty. Um, and so she was bowling in the third spot pretty much the entire uh, most of the match play leading up into the finals. And um so she has a lot of like international competition. Most of them bowl for their national, like junior national team. Um, right. So we had out of, out of the lineup that was competing pretty much the entire lineup, the final day, we had two freshmen, two sophomores and a junior. Um, nice. So that's pretty exciting in terms of moving forward. Um, our pretty much everybody who was in the lineup in those final matches is going to be somebody who returns next year. Any special awards for these young ladies, like uh, All-American? Do they do that in bowling? We do All-Americans. Um, we didn't have any All-Americans on the women's team. Um, we definitely, like for the season, uh, we kind of started off the season. It was it was kind of a little rocky to start with. Um, and But we did a lot of development like throughout the entire year. And we definitely try to make sure that we're peaking at the right time. Um, so, um, fortunately for us, that definitely happened this year for the women. Uh, there was no doubt about that. Um, so just a lot of improvement throughout the year in order for them to be comfortable doing things that they weren't necessarily very good at at the beginning of the year and that were kind of their weaknesses and whatnot. So we got a lot better at those. And by the time they got better at those, they were confident in that and they were able to bring that to the national championship, which obviously turned out pretty well. <laughs> so, but, okay, so no girls, All-American, but did you, you had a guy that was All-American, right? We had two guys that were NAIA All-Americans. 
Um, Tyrell was first team All-American. He has the second highest average out of any of the men in collegiate bowling. Um, so he was a first team All-American. Um, and then we also had Julian um, Salinas. He was uh, second team All-American for NAIA as well. So, uh, Come on, internet, kick back in. Come on, internet. <laughs> We're waiting on the internet. Katie, can you still hear me? All right, I'm waiting for Katie Thornton to hopefully the internet to kick back in here. Talking about her, man, I had one more question about next week intercollegiate team championship. Uh, like we've been talking about SCAD bowling. Let me uh, see if I could uh, get back in with this connection. Yeah, I lost Katie. Hopefully she'll uh, she'll kick back in. But scheduling, I'm unbelievable. Here we go. There we go. I do apologize. <laughs> I, I apologize about the internet. There's you know nothing I can do about it. Uh, yeah. Quickly though, and Tyler's from Georgia, isn't he? Tyrell is. Yep, um, he's from Georgia. Just uh, well, his family's from New York. Um, and then they moved down to Georgia and the like Logansville area of Georgia. Right. So he's been there for pretty much like majority of like his youth years. So yeah, he's, he's actually the only person on the team that was actually from Georgia, um, surprisingly. So we don't really have anybody from Georgia on the team. So <laughs> hey, he's the only my one. Type, my type of guy, I'm from New York. I've been here for 26 years. Uh, same thing with, Lo, uh, with, Lo, with Tyrell there. So, all right, quickly. Next week, intercollegiate team championships in uh, Stardust Lanes in mm -hmm. Addison, Illinois. Uh, how, do, how do we look? We got a shot at this whole thing? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, the, like I mentioned, this is all of the divisions encompassed together, top 16 teams in the nation that qualified. Um, so, um, our women are ranked. So, we do like a – the coaches do a ranking – um, every single uh, every couple weeks, um, and then the la the latest ranking is the men are third in the nation, and then the women are fifth. Um, nice. So it's really, you know, bowling's a little weird where it's like okay, the rankings when it comes down to that sort of thing aren't as big of a deal because there's just so many factors in bowling um, specifically. But very similar format to NAIA, we do qualifying on the first day. Um, and then it's best of seven double elimination. And then the final is actually uh, broadcasted on CBS sports network. Um, nice. And so, and then we also have one male um, there's, there's singles competition as well before team starts. And one of our guys, his name is Yannick. Um, he's from Aruba. He actually qualified for singles. Um, so he's competing for the singles title as well. Nice. And uh, last question, uh, I think that's a PWBA uh, sweatshirt you're over there. So are you still uh, hitting the lanes with the Professional Women's Bowling Association? Uh, it's internet. Can you hear me, Katie? <laughs> uh, I wanted to find out if she was still throwing, uh, throwing on the lane. So uh, once again, I do apologize. I'm going to try one last time to reconnect with the internet. 
and see if Katie can come back on to get that last question out there. Hang in there, fans. You got to. Scrolling back. Katie, are you there? Katie, can you she hear? really doesn't like us. I know. It, it, I the can whole hear you. Okay. So, Professional Women's Bowling Association, you still throwing down the lanes? I do every so often. I definitely do not do it as much as I used to. Um, but I definitely do. Um, a lot of, a number of my teammates from college bowl professionally. Um, a couple of them are like, the, some of the top bowlers in the entire world. Um, and one of my best friends who was also my assistant coach at SCAD, um, she's like the like number two bowler in the world from last season. So, and wow. their, their season's getting ready to start. So I, um, I definitely play more of the support role now than the competitor role. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna ask you this. I don't know if SCAD will let you do this. We did our first annual uh, Coach's Corner shows, Coach's Corner Sports Network charity bowling uh, tournament. My partner left. I mean, I might have to pull a ringer out of here. You interested? Uh, hey, if if I'm here, I'm ready to do it. I'll do it. I'll help you <laughs> so, out. All right. I'll be following next week. Next week, the SCADs men and women's bowling teams will be at the Intercollegiate Team Championships, the Stardust Lanes in uh, Addison, Illinois. Katie Thornton, thanks for coming on. Uh, pleasure Absolutely. meeting you. And believe you it or too. not, from New York, I, I love bowling. I was never that great at it, but I followed a lot. But uh, I follow Scats bowling a lot. I really do love bowling. So uh, hopefully we get together and talk more about this. That's awesome. And uh, good luck. And uh, if they make the finals, For CBS sure. Sports next Sunday? Um, it airs based on – so they, they air like singles, then men, then singles, and then the women. So I think it depends on which championship it is. But I can send you the dates. Send me the dates. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I'll send you a reminder with the right email address this time, too. <laughs> Katie Thornton, head bowling coach over at uh, SCAD. I mean, like I said, there's more than just football, basketball. Yeah, we got you back again. So, uh, like you said, I guess we, we haven't been striking, uh, making many strikes in this internet tonight. But uh, thank you again. I appreciate it. Good <laughs> luck. And I'll, I'll be in touch with you. And uh, we'll go from there. But Katie Thornton, I mean, I'm sorry about the internet connection. Uh, it figures, the, you know, at the end of the show, it starts kicking out. All right. Once again, the SCAD Bees are at the Intercoll Intercollegiate Team Championships next week. All bowling teams from all organizations, NCAA, NAIA, they'll be there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, check it out. Good luck to the SCAD bowling team. Women's team, 2022 national champions. All right. I need a breather here. I'm going to take a break. And then we're going to catch up on our professional sport news, then get three videos out the door. You're watching the Call of Demasi Sports Sport, and it's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. And I got to thank, of course, Coach's Corner and all the people that support my show. Uh, I'll be back in three minutes. Need a break. All the time. That's Coach's Corner in Thunderbolt, Georgia. Because Coach's Corner has been voted the best in Savannah for over 20 years running. It's no wonder why there's always sports, live music in the Sound Garden, and delicious and abundance of pub food. No matter what the season, there's always a reason to check out Coach's Corner. Pick your favorite sport, pick your favorite team, and pick your favorite TV because Coach's is your place to be. Coach's Corner has been Savannah Strong since 1991 is always open for dining service for lunch and dinner. Remember, Coach's Corner still has takeout service. Join John Henderson and the crew for the best 
burgers, wings, and now pizza too. You can place your order by calling Coach's Corner at 912-352-2933. That's right. Remember that number, 912-352-2933. So make your next pit stop at Coach's Corner. And as always, make it a night to remember at Coach's. At Calvary Day School, we want our students to be fully equipped and on the cutting edge of academics making a difference in our world. Your child will grow academically, physically, socially, and spiritually. At Calvary, it is so good to say we are one school with one mission and one vision. Faith, academics, excellence, and building champions through Christ. Calvary Day School, we at Calvary Day School, to make my students be fully equipped and on the cutting edge of academic missions at 351 That's 351-2299. For over half a century, it comes to uniforms, sporting goods, or trophies. Thompson's got you covered. From cleats to caps and best prices on the biggest brands, Under Armour, Adidas, and more. From baseball to soccer, volleyball to softball, and yes, football too. Every season starts at Thompson Sports Shop. From cutting and equipped at Thompson Sports Shop's new location, 6606 Abercorn Street Suite, 102 in Savannah. Open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and seasonal on Saturday. At locally owned Thompson Sporting Goods and Trophies, come see where everyone is a Yo, winner. Yo, you still want some real New York Italian food? Bada bing, bada boom. Rocky's New York Deli and Italian Catering is open at 7630 Skidaway Road, Tuesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. serving breakfast and lunch right here in Savannah, Georgia. Rocky's New York Deli and Italian Catering has been serving the public for over three years. Now, if you want Rocky's New York Deli and Italian Catering goods delivered to your door, online to savannatakeout.com or doordash.com or just pick up the phone and call 912-354-2914 that's right 912-354-2914 Kabish and remember we ain't New York style we are New York at Rocky's New York Deli and Wellington Chiropractic Clinic your back hurts another body part hurts all the time it makes you mad the pain drives you crazy you just want to pick something up and throw it across the room if you can at the Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care and pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and of course, achieve a healthier lifestyle. The Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic is now located at two locations in Savannah, Georgia, at 329 Eisenhower Drive and in Pooler at 114 Canal Street, Suite 603. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherton at the Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic for all your chiropractic needs. And welcome back, sports fans, to the Call of the Massey Sportsport. Heard every Saturday morning right here on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. That's right, the Coach's Corner Sports Network. You got, of course, the Call of the Massey Sportsport, Rubbin' and Grubbin', the 19th hole, and two podcasts, the Hot Grids podcast and the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast. So we got a lot going on here. And like I said, kind of uh, been having a tough time with the Internet. But, uh, you know, you got to love it. You just got to deal with it. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot going on here. Um, got to have a lot of fun. Got to thank my guest, of course, John Nelson from uh, Georgia Public Broadcasting Sports Department coming on talking about how the regions are going to be new. There's going to be all different new uh, football games. So go to the prepsportsport.com. Check out the first of three, spart, three parts to uh, Travis John's story on the schedules for each team and who they're playing. That's right. Who's playing who? I don't know. Third base. But go to the Prep Sports Court, check it out. Travis John, I got to thank uh, John Nelson for expanding on that a little this morning right here on the call of the Sports Court. Then I got to thank unbelievable young man 
out of Calvary Day School, senior Dayon O'Neill, just committed to go uh, play football at Yale University, New Haven, Connecticut, from Calvary Day School. The, the kid is unbelievable. He's going to succeed. He's going to be a big success up there. He's going to major in economics. You know, there's a lot of jobs up in that area, so he'll have a good time doing that. And then, of course, my last guest, I do apologize because the Internet has been killing me. Okay, the internet has been killing me this morning, but uh, that's why I got the show started late. That's why poor Katie Thornton, uh, the head bowling coach at SCAD, who came on, I apologize for her. Uh, like I said, the SCAD women's bowling team, NAIA uh, champion, uh, the women's team, the men's and women's teams are going to go out for the national championship next week in uh, Addison, Illinois, the Stardust Lanes. Uh, you got to love that, okay? What a great name for a, for a bowling uh, alley, a bowling <laughs> a bowling establishment. I call it bowling alley, a bowling place, whatever you want to call it. Okay. I'm bubbling and stubble here. Okay. So we never got to three steps in the door. I never got to step three because we run in a little late and I had to keep on schedule. Uh, you know, guests have certain things to do. So Braves. Okay. The Braves are off to a four and five start. Second place. <laughs> I do apologize. I'm rushing here. All right. Uh, second place in the NL East behind the Mets. Uh, last night, uh, Adam Duvall got a big hit, double, uh, to give the Braves the lead. They went on to one 5-2. Uh, they're still out in San Diego. They're going to play uh, today at 4.05. Uh, Kenley Jansen pitched a perfect ninth inning to earn his first serve, first save, not serve, that's tennis, first save as a Braves. Uh, you know, he also picked up 350, 350 saves with the Dodgers, so – that was a good thing to see last night. The Atlanta Hawks, they're in. They had to win two games. They played in the play-in tournament to make it to the NBA playoffs. They made it. They'll take on their number one nemesis, the Miami Heat, who finished in first place in the uh, South Conference. The Hawks finished in second place, 10 games behind, but it should be a lot of fun. Trey Young, Trey Young, unconscious. First half, only six points. 32 points in the second half, 16 in the third, 16 in the fourth, as the Hawks beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 107-101. They did lose Clint Capella, big reason, big man in the middle. So hopefully it's a hyperextended knee. Hopefully he'll be back for uh, the first round against the Miami Heat starting tomorrow in Miami. All right. Uh, let's see. Pro golf. Brian Harmon made the cut over across the bridge at the Heritage. He'll be playing today. He shot even par. He's nine strokes off the lead. So we'll see what he does with that today. Uh, you know, today's moving day, as they called it on the 19th hole show last week for the Masters. Uh, so it'll be exciting to see where Mr. Harmon goes with that. Uh, Champions Tour, they haven't come back yet. Gene Sowers uh, is 49th, good old Gino, in the uh, Charles Schwab Cup. Uh, they play next at the Club Core Classic uh, in Texas uh, next weekend on the 22nd. All right, so... More pro sports here in Savannah, Georgia. Of course, you know I'm leaving out the biggest one, okay? But there's another one that's been a big surprise, too. Let me flip my notes here, okay? Let's talk about the Savannah Falcons. That's right. Uh, Jesse Walker was on earlier. I'm not going to leave the Savannah Falcons out. They're 4-2. and two. They won big time last week against the uh, Effingham Outlaws, 20-7. to seven. They got this week off. Uh, uh, next week, they'll be at the South Georgia Mustangs. Their next home game is May 7th. The South Georgia Mustangs beat them early in the year, 12-6. Uh, South Georgia Mustangs are third in the, in the league. They'll be playing today. They're 4-1, so we'll see what happens next week when they meet up with the uh, with the 
Savannah Falcons on the road. Next home game for the Savannah Falcons is May 7th. All right, Savannah Bananas, it's coming to the end. They've been to Daytona Beach. They've been to Montgomery, Alabama. They've been to uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, they came home and played at Savannah. They've played in Savannah four games, uh, and that's when ESPN Plus uh, last weekend highlighted the Savannah Bananas to the nation. Unbelievable. Great job. Uh, the party animals batter walking up with a flaming bat, then gets hit with it. They were in Columbus on Thursday night. The party animals won their third game of the series. Okay. They're in the oldest ballpark in the United States, Rick Woodfield in Birmingham, Alabama tonight. You can check it on YouTube. This is the oldest ballpark in America. It was built in 1910 based off the design of old Forbes field, which was the Pittsburgh's uh, Pirates Major League Stadium way back when. Rookwood Field famously hosted the Birmingham Black Barons of the Negro Leagues of Professional Baseball, featuring no other than himself, Satchel Page and others. Jackie Robinson Day yesterday, and uh, yeah, we had the Negro Leagues until Jackie Robinson broke that barrier 75 years ago, 1947. But a uh, big turnaround. Of the, 263 play two of the 263 players in the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, 140 of them played at Rickwood Field. And then May 6th and 7th, we have a challenge, a challenge to play banana ball the banana way with the Kansas City Monarchs, an independent team, independent league baseball team. Uh, so they're going to play banana ball against the Bananas on May 6th and 7th to end the world baseball tour for the Savannah Bananas. Don't forget the Savannah Sports Council, okay, it will have their Georgia Power Sports Awards luncheon on May 18th, okay, the reason why I'm saying is, is because there are uh, four $1,000 scholarships from the Sports Council for high school students, scholar athletes, okay? Yesterday was the last day to get it in. Hopefully, you did get it in. Uh, you have to apply online. If you try today, you might get it, but I just want to say that one more time. Savannah Sports Council does a great job here bringing in all these events and now with the new Enmark Arena and the, the Ghost Pirates coming in, it's going to be pretty special. Uh, you know, of course, the Publix uh, 5K Half Marathon, the Rock and Roll Marathon, the Bridge Run. Savannah Sports Count, Rob Wells and his crew does a great job over there. Check out their website. Uh, so and uh, if you want to get in touch with uh, Caitlin Presti, she's the sports events manager for the Savannah Sports Council. Just go on their uh, website, Savannah Sports Council, and find out what's going on. And I'm going to plug my own race. It's two less than two months away. It's the sixth annual Carl Damasi Sports Report, Coaches for Curing Cancer organization, and now hooking up with the Chris Coakley Foundation, 5K, 10K run to help childhood cancer and to help cancer patients, okay? Uh, I think only like 12% of all the money raised for cancer goes to childhood cancer. All the monies that I raise goes back to the cure, the cure for curing childhood cancer. So the race will be June 4th, okay, 2022 at How to Run Specialty Store. Go online to Savannah Races or Endurance Races and register. It's $25 before June 1st. It's $30 uh, after June 1st, all right? And if you do it a day to race, it's $35, okay? It's Add $5 to the 10K. So if you're going to do the 10K, it's $30. If you're going to do it, uh, register after that June 1st deadline, it's $35. <laughs> and the day of the race will be $40. So it just gets everybody in at time. 
All right. That's all the news and notes I got. Didn't get to do the professional sports, three, the third step in the door. So now we're going to go three steps out of the door. Three steps out of doors. I take uh, videos that I've seen that have, uh, you know, been outstanding. And, uh, I mean, there have been a bunch of them out there. And I wanted to start off with, uh, okay, hold on. I got to load. I got to load one more here. Okay, it didn't load up. I thought it loaded up last night. All right, let me start with the first one, okay? This young lady had a phenomenal year last year. She was the Georgia High School State Association uh, Class 1A private high jump champion at 5 feet 6 inches. Okay, I'm talking about Maggie Bird out of Savannah Christian. Well, during the week, she had her personal best. She hit 5 foot 7. She's a senior. So hopefully that's going to get her another gold medal at the state championships. But this is Maggie Bird clearing five foot seven at the Savannah Private School Invitational held last week. You just saw that. That's mom going crazy. I'll show you one more time that. <laughs> and if you don't know who her mom is, her mom was Toy Bird, Toy Bird, uh, legendary uh, teacher coach over at Savannah, uh, Savannah Christian for a long time. Maggie Bird clearing five foot seven. Now, we talked about Savannah Bananas. We talked about the party animal batter coming up to play with a with a um, flaming bat. Well, check this new guy that pitches for the Savannah Bananas. <coughs> he has a number of different pitches. But how about this? He's going to throw the ball from between his legs. <coughs> Just caught a sand net. Okay. And uh, he's going to throw the ball from between his legs. The bat is going to hit it to the shortstop, who's going to flip it between his legs to his throwing hand to have a doubleheader. So it's a underhanded pitch with an underhanded double play under the leg. Don't quite end up where he wants them. To, where he wants them to. Under the leg, hot shot to short. Cox under the leg, Molden to first, double play. That'll do it for the inning. I mean, you gotta love it, Savannah Bananas. They also had, they have a Savannah Banana player that plays in stilts. He also was recorded as the tallest pitcher ever to throw in a game. So that's another story in itself. Okay. That was the other video. I thought it uploaded, but I uploaded banana bananas under the leg twice. So once again, I'll have to make it up to you next week. So it's been a long show. Been dealing with the internet, but it's been a lot of fun. Once again, I got to thank John Nelson from uh, the Georgia public broadcasting system, the voice of Georgia high school coming on Friday night, uh, football with uh, John Nelson and Hannah. It's a great show. You got to check it out. Got to thank the Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic Athlete Week coming from uh, Savannah and uh, Calvary Day School, Dayon O'Neill, and of course, Katie Thornton, the bowling coach at SCAD. All right, like I said, let me get my uh, information here. All right, Coach's Corner. It's Easter weekend. 
Happy Easter. Last night, we had Dropkick Turbo in, in the Sound Garden. Great show. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of fans here. All right. Next weekend, on Friday night, we got the Charlie Fogg Band. Okay. Uh, get your tickets. Go to uh, Eventbrite to get it. And then we have, on Saturday night, the Interstellar Echoes, a tribute to Pink Floyd. Hey, we got the huge screen wall behind me. And like I've been telling you, it's unbelievable here in the Soundgarden. So, uh, John, the Charlie Fogg Band. What's, what is it? Grateful Dead. Casey Jones driving that train. <laughs> wow. So I just get it from the man himself. He's getting the uh, TVs kicked on here. It's going to be a big day here at Coach's Corner. Uh, but he just said the Interstellar Echoes. It's a tribute to Pink, Pink Floyd. They have a laser show that is phenomenal. Once again, go to Eventbrite, get your tickets, pack the house out. And from what I hear, talking to Kyle Lawson, he's, he's told me that the Interstellar Echoes show is, is unbelievable. It's probably one of the best that he's ever seen. They're always good here at uh, Coach's Corner. So it's been a great show. Once again, got to thank you for tuning in, whether it was for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Remember, the Sound Garden's going to be kicking. We got a lot of Major League Baseball. You have your team, you want to come watch it. Just come in, ask the uh, server, can you please put on the Cubs? Can you put on the Yankees? Can, of course, the Braves are always on because if you know anything about John Henderson, this is Braves land here. Can't wait till we get the uh, Braves Pavilion up there again, going for another World Series with the teepee. It's going to be a lot of fun. God bless. And like I say, every weekend, whatever you're doing today or tomorrow, happy Easter. Always hit it at the park. Until I talk to you next week, may it be your best week ever. Thanks for joining me. Talk to you later. 